Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining Be Free Ministries NC Live. It has been a minute, let me tell you, since I've been on the air, and I have missed coming into your homes, coming into your cars, coming into your offices, wherever you might be. It has been such a loss for me not to communicate with you, not to share with you, not to teach God's word to you. But I am so excited that God has given me somewhat of a reboot for Be Free Ministries in C-Live. We actually have a new night. We're coming to you on Monday nights now at 6.30 p.m. Look, let me tell you something. We have to take care of our spiritual lives, but we also have to take care of ourselves physically as well. And so I moved at the end of last year, and the community that I'm in, they have a community center that offers, like, exercise classes at Zumba and um, they call it a slide and glide and then a fit interval training, Um, and I have been going to the classes I just started the week before last, and they're on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and so I had to make some adjustments to my schedule just to make sure that I'm not only taking care of myself spiritually, but physically as well, and so I'm excited just about the changes that are occurring in my life, and if God is doing new things in my life, I know he's doing new things in your life, too. Isaiah tells us, behold, God is doing a new thing. Shall we not know it? He'll make rivers in the desert, away in the wilderness, excuse me, rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. And so I know I need to be healthy, you know, both mentally, spiritually, physically. And so that's what I'm doing for me. So God has allowed me to go through some changes, and he's been talking to me about some things about myself and about moving forward in ministry and some other areas that God wants me just to tap into. And so talking about tapping in, God has been ministering to me about tapping in. (laughs) Tapping in. And so not only just tapping into getting healthy, but tapping into his healing power, tapping into his deliverance power, tapping into his authority, tapping into who he has called me to be as his daughter, just tapping in to his word and the promises that are outlined in his word. You know, sometimes I forget some of the promises that God has outlined in his word, but God says, Stephanie, you got to tap in to be the fullness of who I've called you to be, to get the fullness of life that Jesus died on the cross for me to have that life and that that life more abundantly, I've got to tap into some things. Amen. We've got to tap into some things. Amen. And so our series starting tonight is Tap In. (laughs) I am so excited about this Tap In series. I don't know how long the Lord is going to take us. We're starting tonight. I know we'll go through May. We may go through the summer. We'll see what the Lord says about it. But we are going to work together, work through the word of God as we learn to tap into what God has for us. Hallelujah. 
God has some things for you. God has some things for me. Your things are not my things, and my things are not your things. So as we go through this series, listen to the Lord and see what areas that he wants you to tap in. Now, of course, there are some things, foundational things, that are for all of us to tap in, right? It's our healing. That's for all of us. With Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Amen. Our deliverance, that's for all of us to tap into. Amen. Us to Our faith to be strengthened, that's for all of us to tap in. For us to trust God, right? That's for all of us to tap in. But there are some specific things that the Lord would have you to tap in so that you can be who God has called you to be, so that you can do what God has called you to do, and so you can minister to the people that God has called you to minister to. Hallelujah. So let's tap in. Amen. Let me tell you something. When Jesus calls me home, when he calls me to heaven, I want to say that I have done every single thing that the Lord has commissioned me to do. I want to have received every single promise that the Lord desires for me to receive. I want to be spent when the Lord calls me home. Amen. I want to evangelize and witness and win souls as the Lord has called me to do. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to tap in, y'all. I'm like, I'm tapping in, I'm tapping in, tapping in, and I'm hoping that you join me. Amen. Amen. So let's get to the Word tonight. I get excited about God's Word, and I really am excited about this new direction that God is leading me into. And if God is speaking to me, and he's leading me into some new areas of ministry, I know he's doing it for you, because God has no respect of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for the other. So I know God is leading me in new things. He's leading you too. So let's walk this journey together. Amen. Amen. And I recognize that what the word says, God has not given, um, uh, mm, I done lost my scripture. The race is not given. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to he that endures. So we're going to endure, and as we endure, we're going to tap in to what God has for us. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. Oh, God, you are so wonderful, and we love you so much, and we thank you for the love that you have shown us through the work of Jesus dying for us on the cross, and we're going to talk about that tonight, the fact that Jesus died on the cross to restore us back to you, God. So help us to tap in tonight, tap in to the saving power of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as we tap in, help us to share your word so that we can help our sister and our brother tap into the saving power of Jesus Christ so that they will be restored back to you and living the life that you have ordained for them to live. God, we set as empty vessels, God, ready to receive from you tonight. So pour into us tonight, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so really this teaching tonight is really focused on those who are not saved, those who need to understand that there is a Savior, that there is a, a Messiah, that wants to restore you back to the fold, that wants to restore you back to God. But those of us who are saved, we can be encouraged tonight. We can be strengthened tonight with this word so that we can share this word to our coworkers, our family members, our friends who may not be saved. Amen. So let's, let's get to the word. Let's get to the word. Let's get to the word. So many believers 
many, not many believers, but many people in the world do not believe in God. They just don't believe that there is a God, or they don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. They believe that Jesus was either just a man or just a prophet, or maybe that he didn't even exist at all. And that's okay that they believe that, but God has commissioned us to speak truth to them so that their eyes will be open so that they can be restored back to God, live the life that God desires them to live, and then go to heaven (laughs) when they die. Amen. Because the ultimate goal, our retirement plan as Christians is heaven. That's our retirement plan. We're doing the work that God has commissioned us to do on this earth. The retirement plan is heaven. Amen. And that's what we're trying to get. But we don't want to go by ourselves. We want to take some people with us. So let's build this foundation. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, 16, and 17. I am reading all of my verses tonight are from the King James Version. And so the word of the Lord says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So this is Adam. God gave him authority over the Garden of Eden. He had authority not only over the garden, but authority over the animals. Like he was ruler and king of the Garden of Eden. And God only gave him one rule. Now, y'all know on our jobs, down the road, you know, we have a bunch of rules, right? God only gave Adam one rule, one commandment, one guideline to follow. Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God told him what would happen. If you do, what did God say? You shall surely die. My, 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 my. So God gave him the commandment, and then he gave him the consequence if he was disobedient. And we know what happened, y'all. He was disobedient, right? Let's read it for those who don't know the scripture. Travel on to the next chapter, Genesis 3, verses 1 through 7. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, at this point, at the end of Genesis 2, um, uh, God puts Adam to sleep, and he takes that rib from his side, and Eve is created. So now as we go into chapter uh, the end of chapter, the end of Genesis chapter two, beginning of chapter three, we see at, um, Eve on the scene. And so now the serpent who now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the tree. Eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, just like the devil, just to twist up God's words, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, just lying. Lion, just let me keep reading. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall shall be as gods, 
knowing good and evil. Let me tell you something. When God speaks a word to us, we need to take heed to God's word. And anything that we hear contrary to God's word, it's a lie from the devil. I, I promise you it's a lie from the devil. When God speaks his word, it is truth. And when the enemy comes behind God, whether it's the next minute, the next hour, the next day, the next week, or the next year, it's a lie. I promise you it's a lie. And it behooves us to trust God and to believe what God says and not that contrary word that the enemy is bringing to us, right? So let's keep reading Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. My, 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 my. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And she didn't just eat it herself. Y'all know how it is when we commit sin. We want some people to come with us. And and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. My, my, my. Verse 7, and the eyes of them were both and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed sticks together and made themselves aprons. Let me tell y'all something. When Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the knowledge of uh, ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they were disobedient to God's command. That one rule, that one command, that one guideline. They were disobedient, and in their disobedience in their listening to the lie of the devil that caused them to be obedient, disobedient, sin into the world. And with sin came sickness. With sin came illness. With sin came murders. With sin came rape. With sin came adultery. With sin came fornication. With sin came all the evil workings of the devil, as well as death. Death came when, the, when Adam and Eve were disobedient to God's command. So Adam and Eve were living lovely in the Garden of Eden. They were living lovely. Everything was peaceful, joyful. Everything was wonderful. But the moment they chose to disobey God, sin entered the world, and with it, it brought every evil thing of the enemy. And so because they they were disobedient, Adam and Eve were disobedient, there became a breach in our relationship with the Lord. See, Adam and Eve had that intimate relationship between just them and God in the Garden of Eden. But when they chose to obey him, that relationship was broken. That intimate, a breach came about between their relationship with with the Lord. And because that breach came about, because that brokenness happened, God had to design a way for us to be restored back to him. Because, see, God can't take any part of sin. God is pure and he is holy, and he can't have any part of sin. And so their sin, their disobedience, it caused a a wedge to come about between them and God. Think about that. Think about your own relationships, your relationship with your spouse or with your family members, your friends, your coworkers, if you're close to them, your children. Think about the relationships. I mean, these relationships that you, like you love that person, like you are in love with them if they're your spouse, or it's a love relationship like family and friends. What would happen if, 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 if a wedge came between your relationship because of maybe betrayal or uh, infidelity? Something happened that caused a breach to take place. If you love that person, you would want to be restored to them, right? And so think about God's love. God's love is like a thousand times, a million times, a trillion greater 
than our natural love. His love is greater for us. And because he loved us so much, he set a plan in place for us to be restored back to him. I just I, Every time I think about Adam and Eve sinning and think about their disobedience and all that that brought in, man, it causes me to wonder, you know, could it have been a different way, right? But it, this, this was the way it happened, sin entered the world, and so now we need to be restored back to God. So let's look at that. Let's look at the brokenness that took place and then the way that God chose to heal that brokenness. So let's go to... Romans 10 and 9, amen. We know this scripture. This is a very familiar scripture in the in church, in the, in, in the Christian faith. Romans 10 and 9 says, If thou shalt, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him, meaning Jesus, from the dead, thou shalt be Saved. Hallelujah. It's just that simple. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. That is the plan of salvation that God chose to use to restore us back to him. But let's go a little further because we have to get to the plan, right? So in order for there to be remission of sins, in order for sins to be forgiven, in order for us to be washed clean, blood must be shed. Blood must be shed. That scripture is Hebrews 9 and 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission, no remission of sin, no forgiveness of sin. The way through our through our confession that God chose for us to be restored is through the shedding of blood. I know that sounds like gory, like why did God chose choose it to be that way? I can't say. Maybe when we get to heaven we can ask him. But God chose Jesus' blood to be shed in order for our sins to be forgiven, in order for his sin to wash, or his blood, excuse me, to wash our sins and make us whiter than snow. And so let's push it further back to the Old Testament because Jesus didn't come to New Testament times. So the way that the Old Testament patriarchs and the Old Testament saints were saved or were restored back to God is through animal sacrifices. I'm not going to get too much into that, but if you read Genesis, read some some Leviticus and Exodus, you'll get to understand the animal sacrifices that were required for the saints of old to be restored back to God. Again, that blood had to be shed. The priests of God killed animals in order for blood to be shed for people to be restored back to God. And let's look a little further. If we go back to Genesis chapter 3, God was the first person. Well, he wasn't really a person. He, he was, he's God, Jehovah God. But he was the first one to, um, to go forth in an animal sacrifice. You don't believe me? Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Let's go back to Genesis. Let me see. I got the whole chapter of Genesis on my um, computer. So let me get to the verse that I really want us to go to. Hallelujah. Therefore, the Lord. Okay, let me go back because I put all the 
the um, the um, consequences for their sin. I put all of that in, but I want to get to God making that sacrifice. And the Lord said unto them, and the Lord gave the serpent, and he cursed, and I will put, oh, hold on. Sorry, guys. Let me get there. And when the woman saw that the tree, and he gave also, okay, and the, oh, Genesis 3 and 8. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I apologize that that took so long. But Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where Art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Just, just mm, I ain't going to say that. And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. I'm not even going to talk about that. We're going to keep reading chapter 13, verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled at me, and I did eat. And so we're going to read, we're going to see, if you read that on your own, you'll see the consequences of their sin. And I want to get, I put too many scriptures, y'all. I was trying to be over prepared. Uh, oh, here it is. I actually highlighted it, and I couldn't even see it. I highlighted this particular scripture and couldn't even see it. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21 says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. So an animal had to be sacrificed. An animal had to be killed in order for God to make coats of skin, basically animal skin. So God, again, in order to restore Adam and Eve back to him, he went forth in the first animal sacrifice without the shedding of blood. There'd be no remission of sin. He shed that blood for Adam and Eve to be restored back to him. And so, again, Jesus, thank God, Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice of our sins. There's a song that says we don't have to slay the lamb anymore. We don't have to put blood on the door. Someone has taken the place of the lamb. Is Jesus the great I am? So Jesus took the place of animal sacrifices. And so for now in all times, if we receive Jesus into our heart as our Lord and Savior, if we believe that he died for our sins, he rose again on the third day, we shall be saved. It, again, is just that simple. And we as believers, need to tap into, just be restored and be renewed into God's saving power. But we also need to share this good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with others so that they can be saved and tap into this power. Now, don't get me wrong. Salvation, making that, that confession, that one-time confession, that is all that is needed to be saved. But in order to be regenerated, in order to be restored, in order to be made new, in order for the the, the 
sin and the junk and the clunk and the bad uh, ways of living and thinking and, and speaking, in order for that to be cleaned up, we have to be regenerated. We have to be made new. We have to walk out this life of salvation according to God's word. Okay, we're not going to talk about that tonight, but we are going to get there as we tap in. I just really want us to focus on confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. So God desires us to tap into that saving power. When we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, there is so much that comes with that. Peace comes with that. Love comes with that. I mean some love that you knew. Now, I did not know that the love, just just. God's love is so amazing. It is so powerful. It's so peaceful. It's so vast. It's so wide. It's so deep. Lord, I did not know somebody can love me. I thought my mama loved me, right? I thought my family loved me, but until I knew the love of God, I really didn't know love. God's love is so powerful and so real so tangible. And so when we tap into the saving power of Jesus Christ, we get that love, we get that peace, that joy, that deliverance, that healing, all that we're going to talk about in this Tap In series, it comes when we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And you know, it's a choice. Living a life for Jesus, living a Christian life, it's really a lifestyle. It's not a religion. It really is a lifestyle. It is a choice that we make to live our life a different way than the world lives their life. For the world, they cheat, they squander, they try to get over, they, you know, kill, step on whoever they need to step on. But God's way is love. God's way is peace. God's way is is not looking at the wrongs that are committed against us. God's way is just a way of love, and love encompasses everything we need to live this life for Jesus. So in that love, in that love, or receiving that love, it's all a choice. To receive Jesus into our heart, it's a choice. And God is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force himself on us. But if we want him, (laughs) he will release himself to us in a way that we've never known before. So God wants us to tap into saving power. He wants us to be saved and living a life for him, a life that treats people like we want to be treated, a life that is kind to people, a life that shares words of encouragement and not words of slander and gossip, a life that helps our neighbor and not um, talks about our neighbor, a life that gives and not takes. You know, God wants us to live that kind of life. The Bible says the world will know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ according to our love, according to how we love people, according to how we treat them, according to how we interact with them. All of that is encompassed in that love. That's how the world will know that we're different. That's how the world will know that we are sons and daughters of Christ, that we love, that we love them. We love them different from the world, not abusive type of love, but a love that receives them just as they are and encourages them and helps them to be the best they can be in God. Amen. So that's the kind of power that comes with tapping into salvation. And let me tell you all something, boy, when you can love somebody (laughs) who mistreats you, when you can love somebody who does you wrong, when you can love someone who you know means you no good, man, the Lord has done a work in you. And I'm talking about myself right now. When you can love those who you know mean you no good, then that's some love. God has really done a work in your heart. And that's what God desires to do with us. We've got to tap in, tap into his saving power. Amen. 
Amen. So that's really all that I have for you tonight. Um, we're going to get into, we're going to push a little further as May comes in and as we go forth in this teaching. We're going to tap into some other areas that go along with that saving power. Again, we're going to tap into love, tap into healing, tap into deliverance, tap into God's peace, tap into God's joy. We're going to just tap in to all that God has for us as his sons and his daughters. Amen. Amen. And so if you have a question, if you have a comment, we have just a few minutes. If you want to share something with us, just hit one on your phone, and we'll take your comment or your question. Amen. And then we're going to take that, and we're going to end with prayer. Amen. Amen. So I see that one of my callers has a question. Oh, they took it away, so maybe they don't have a question or comment, right? Okay, awesome. And so... I just encourage you, man of God, I encourage you, woman of God, to tap into God's saving power. If you are already saved, study your word, pray, fast and pray, get into a Bible-based, Bible-teaching church where you can grow and learn about God and mature in God. Um, Make sure that you are worshiping, that you're spending intimate time with God because that's how you get to know God. That's how God begins to regenerate you. That's how God, or that's the time when God begins to regenerate you, when God begins to make you new, when God begins to take those old habits, take them away and put himself live the life that he has chosen for you. Amen. And if you have already tapped into God's saving power, share the good news of Jesus Christ. Share that God saves. Share that God wants to make your make make um Make make another person new. Share that with other people. God wants to make you new. God wants to generate you. God wants to restore you. God wants to heal you and deliver you. Share that good news with Jesus Christ. Maybe maybe your coworker or maybe family member. Maybe that um, neighbor in, in your community, maybe they haven't heard about Jesus, or maybe they haven't heard about the saving power of Jesus Christ. Well, God is calling you to tap in so that you can share it with them so that they can be saved. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this teaching tonight. We thank you, God, that we will tap into your saving power. God, we thank you that we will tap into your deliverance, your healing, your love, your joy, your peace, all that you have called us to tap into, all that comes with being a saved man and woman of God, we will tap in. We will receive all that you have for us as your son and daughter. Every promise, we will tap in. Hallelujah. Every every showering of joy and peace, we will tap in, Father God. We will tap in to all your and authority affords us as your sons and daughters. God, and I pray that you will help us to share your saving power with others. Help us to not be afraid or ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but help us to share your word with others. Help us to encourage others. Help us to let people know that there is a Savior that desires to restore you back to himself. Help us to be about our Father's business and evangelize this world, God. Help us to truly tap in to your saving power. Bless us as we go 
forth in this week, Father God. Let your will be done in our lives. Keep us safe as we travel up and down the dangerous highways. Reveal yourself to us in in an even greater way this week, and let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining in tonight to our tap in to God's saving power. I'm not sure which tap in we're going to teach next week, but you'll be able to see it if you go to our website at BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weebly.com. Look, I want to invite you to join us for prayer on Monday night, starting next week, Mondays at 7.30 p.m., we will be praying. Excuse me, not yeah, 7.30 p.m., we will be praying. The call number for that is 641-715-0886. And, Lord, I forgot my other number. Let me look it up real quick. I was rushing to write down that number. Look, you can find it on our website at BeFreeMinistries.com. Um, nc.weebly.com you'll see the number right on our website so starting next week next Monday at 7.30pm we will be praying we will have our broadcast at 6.30 and then we will get on our conference call and we will pray as the spirit of the Lord is leading us amen so I hope that you can join us for both times next week at 6.30 next week at 7.30 okay so the call in number is 641 Seven one five zero eight six one, and the access number is six seven five zero two one. Amen. Amen. Also, our Be Free Ministry Summer Gathering is coming up June twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and the thirtieth. Man, our our um, theme this year is My Worship Is For Real. We are going to tap in to the worship of the living God. We are going to tap in to that intimacy with God. God is calling us to a greater level of intimacy, and we're going to tap in during our summer gathering, June 28th, 29th, and 30th. Visit our website for more details. Registration is new school supplies. If you bring some new school supplies, we're good to go because we want to be a blessing to those schools who need some extra support to get the resources that their children need. Amen. Amen. So, again, visit our website at Be Free Ministries nc.weebly.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nc. Look, we look forward to you joining us next week at 630 as we continue to tap in. And if nobody has told you that they love you, we at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.